Welcome to the RPG Podcast. And we are live. Oh, God, Pat! Presented by Sheep. A Time Wheel Production. Welcome, everyone, to the Robert Patton Global Podcast. Um, RPG podcast. You can find us on all of the podcast networks, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, all of them. Stitcher, I think. I'm here with the one and only Wayne Melligan. And uh, he's uh, he was on se- on 2019 season Forged. Is it 19 or two, 220? No, it was 2020 season of Forged and Fire. It was, uh, it was season season six. Season six, yeah. but uh, it, ca- it came out and... Um, Air, it aired in 2019, back in August. Oh, it was. Oh, that's right. Okay, it was 19, and so you're you were the champion of that episode, and you have a skill that I would say a lot of people in this day and age do not have, but you're really good at it. Like you're not just some amateur kind of messing around in your garage. You have all the equipment. You have like many iterations of, of building the uh, swords, knives, special fighting, like medieval type equipment. Can you elaborate on that a little bit for the audience? Oh yeah. I mean, I've, I've got a, I've got a shop. It's, it's, it's next to my house, but it's like a whole nother house pretty much 1500 square foot. And um, out there I've got a pirate, a pirate bar, because everyone needs a, a pirate bar. So, yeah. and then, and then the back of that, there's like a dungeon for leather work. It's pretty cool. You got this big four inch thick dungeon door. And then back there, I've got all my leather working stuff or I just want to sit back there and chill. Um, and then that's all air conditioned, heated and aired. Um, but then inside the actual mm. shop floor. Oh uh, yeah. Just like what you said, uh, it, it's a straight up professional blacksmith, bladesmith set up and uh it, it's almost like coming to a museum because a lot of the tools i use especially my anvils i mean these things are 100 to 200 years old a lot of the tools out there that i use and uh it's it's it's, it's crazy people are always just kind of in awe when they come see my my shop for the first time yeah well so i was watching the show uh, forged in fire and really cool you stood out amongst those other guys like without question you know it's just like this guy has some personality you dressed a little bit differently your look like you mentioned earlier is like a pirate a little bit kind of vibe going as you and you know and even your dungeon had has a pirate in like a pirate statue and a lot of it is that um kind of motif i guess uh right and we'll just real quick What's it's what from? I like, man. I, I like I like yeah. rock and roll. I like skulls and just fire. Just I, I don't know, man. It makes me it makes me comfortable. So you know, when we when we bought this house, we got this house like like eight nine years ago, and um, it was an office out there. And it was painted like this hideous orange color. It was terrible. And like Halloween was coming up, I wanted to throw a humongous Halloween party. So we turned. This was back before I was ever a bladesmith. We made the whole shop into a 1,500-square-foot haunted house and then made that office into basically like a bar. We painted the walls black and hung up Halloween crap everywhere. Then after the Halloween party, which is absolutely just nuts, there was hundreds of people here. It's crazy. But I I was like, you know what? I want to keep this up year around. But, you know, I'm not Mm – you know, people come in and see all the skulls and stuff like that. They think, oh, my God, this is evil. I'm I'm not a Satan worshiper, man. I'm, I actually I'm on the good I'm on the good team. And I was like, well, I said, what can I call this so people know that this is this is not nothing bad? It's a I said, well, shit, it's it's a pirate bar. And uh, so yeah, we just we Fun. roll the pirate bar. And um, I, I play I play guitar, I sing, I, I love music, and I love rock and roll. So that's kind of like me, you know. I, I like to wear all the dark stuff, headbands, and people always tell me like, dude, you look like a pirate. You look like a pirate. It's not me trying to look like anything, man. I'm just, I'm just comfortable. I'm comfortable. That's the way I like to. That's the way I dress. And um, and so yeah, when I was looking for a name to call my forge, you know, people always call me a pirate, anyways. And I live here on the coast of Florida, and I'm always on the water. So I was, hell, you know what? Might as well own it, pirate forge. Own it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Man. I mean, why create something? You are people are already calling you a pirate, and you live on 
the coast of Florida. And so there's water and, but you, it's perfect. It's perfectly fitting and unique and kind of in fitting. I think I just said that, but you said you moved there eight or nine years ago and that, and you hadn't even started bladesmithing yet. So, and you're the, and you're good. You look nope. like you're doing really well. So when did you start that and how did, how did you even get into that? So I, I started in 2017. Oh my so God. I, I'm just now about to hit my four year, my four year mark. So it's pretty much like I'm a total, a total newbie. I've just got some weird talent for this. Um, how, how I got into it, um, born and raised Northwest Florida. I'm, I'm a, I'm a country boy. I grew up out in the river swamp, but you know, we spent a lot of time out on the Gulf of Mexico, um, fishing offshore. So I was everywhere, you know, so being raised that way, I always worked with my hands. I was always building things with my dad, just always working. And so pretty skilled. At, I'm one of those guys that can do almost everything. And um, long story short, after college, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I said, you know what? I'll just go into nursing, <laughs> nursing of all fields. So I went and got uh, my associate's degree, wor- worked in an ICU, went back and got my bachelor's science in nursing. And um, I ended up, I was running a 26-bed ICU, CVICU open heart unit. And, um, so I have 12 years experience doing that. And, um, I was again, the crazy pirate bar. I built this big dungeon door. It's four inches thick. And I put a skeleton key in it because I didn't want to use a regular key. I had to have a more T slot with skeleton key, but because it's four inches thick, the skeleton key it came with didn't work. So I was like, Hey, those, those guys on that for- forged and iron bonfire TV show in history, they, they, those, those cats can do it. I'm sure I can do it. So I went out and bought the crap, just some old cheap anvil and a propane for a propane like a math gas uh, torch. And dude, I, I forged a skeleton key for that dungeon door. And I was like, dude, I was like, this that was really easy. I wonder what else I can make. Maybe I can make a blade. And in Whoa. no time, it just like a snowball. Eight months into doing that, I was on a TV show, a uh, knife knife or death on History Channel with Bill Bill Goldberg was the host. Of that, a lot of people don't know about that one, but that came out back in like 2000, well, 2018, and um, I was on that show, and that was that was crazy. Became friends with Bill Goldberg, and He's I actually cool. made I made him a blade, but uh, nice. but but yeah, that's how it all started, man. Just out of nowhere, but it was so weird because I'd always wanted to do something or work for myself and be known for something, but I just didn't know what it was. I was clawing at anything and everything, trying to figure that out, and just out of nowhere bladesmithing man the first time i hammered hot still it was like i was set on fire and like i was like damn this is this is what i should be doing this is this is it that's so cool and as you're saying that i'm thinking like the times that we live in with technology and the internet and and you know spacex and teslas and shit and you're like going back to the middle ages but there's a yearning, I think, for that, a longing for some, just the old, the the what is that when it's like primal, something just original. That's not the right word, but you know what I'm trying the to old, say. Old, old world. You know, back in the beginning of time. You know, yeah. man, man has survived because we make tools, and that was the first thing we made. We were sitting out there grinding pieces of pieces of rocks on other rocks to make sharp instruments to cut. I mean, it's an innate thing that's in our blood. And, you know, I, that's why it's just so badass to do this. And, you know, what's even crazy? You know, you're talking about SpaceX. Mm. I've been messing with meteorites. I'm forging a sword out of meteorite right now. And I just forged a Bowie knife out of real meteorite. And what, and meteorite is from like an asteroid or something or a yes. meteor? Yes. A- a- asteroids from outer space. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> and is the metal harder than, or is there something? No, it's, um, it, it's actually, it can't be hardened. It's got, a, it's iron and nickel mostly, but King, King Tut had a, a meteor, meteorite dagger. James Bowie had, was rumored to have a, a Bowie knife forged from a meteorite, but the stuff is super expensive and you can't harden it. So what I've been doing is I mix it with, with high carbon steel powder, refined meteorite, and I forge this into a meteoric steel is what they call it, a carbon steel. And I'm able to forge these blades and stuff out of it and actually harden them. So it's better than what King Tut had. So like it's kind of um, 
some really, really nutty stuff, even though this is primitive and, you know, medieval barbaric dude, I'm, I'm putting my own spin on this stuff and doing crap that other people just aren't doing. I love it. And it looks, it looks a little bit dangerous, thrilling when you're melting that metal and having twisted and hammer it. Does any of like the hot, um, molten pieces ever like get on you? Oh That's yeah, weird... my my arms are all scarred up. There's burns and scars everywhere. Even if you wear clothes, whenever you're forging, because what what I do as a bladesmith, I don't melt anything. You you have to bring the steel up to a forging temperature, which is yeah. usually around above two thousand degrees. The steel just glows based on the yes. color of the steel. You kind of know what temperature it is because if you forge it, get it too hot, you'll burn it up. You'll melt your steel. If it's too cold you'll get stress fractures and stuff in the steel. So you heat it up and then you beat it to your will. You sling it with hammers and power hammers and press. So when you're doing this, you'll have pieces of the scale and pieces of that steel fall off. And if it hits you, it just sizzles like someone's cooking bacon, man. And it, it kind of smells like someone's cooking bacon. It's, it's Uh crazy. But even if you wear clothes, it'll burn through your clothes. So you know what? whatever dude like i'm here rocking and rolling it's just part of the trade but yeah i i I look i look beat up but it's it's cool it is cool it's (laughs) very cool um so yeah because i i imagined for some reason when i thought of making swords i thought you would have some sort of like uh molding and you were you would pour molten lava into the mold and then it like cools into and but i've also heard you know that i heard like joe rogan talking about making swords and knives and how you have to like bend the metal and uh, and like hammering it down and uh, but when i saw the show last night it was pretty like you make the basic shape like that, but then after the basic shape is made, then you sharpen it. And I didn't, I had no idea how it was done. So forged in fire, very cool show, fun to watch. And, um, you know, it kind of teaches you kind of what, but even, even that show, you're only seeing just a little minute glimpse at the craft because it is a TV show. They have Mm -hmm. to cut a lot of the stuff out. There's a lot of science and metallurgy that goes into making a blade that is the foundation of a blade. So they don't even discuss the heat treat. I've got all these, I got a lot of stuff invested in all my electronic kilns and stuff to test hardness and look at the, look at the grain structure. There's a, there's a, there's a lot to it, but yeah, when you forge that blade out, you're going to forge it really close to shape. And then you'll actually use, you'll grind it to the final, to the final shape, but there's certain steps to everything. But what's so crazy, one of those swords may consist of a thousand steps. One screw up of one of those steps you just destroyed your entire sword and it could be on that last step of it. And you just ruined a month of work and thousands of dollars worth of materials. So yeah, it's, it's not, it's not for everybody, man. No, no. I mean, but you see, okay. A couple of things are coming to mind and we'll, I want to say like Japanese swords, but we'll, we'll get to that in a second because because you're so new and you know some of the guys you were going up against had been making this type of thing for 30 years and and they got eliminated quickly and you somehow beat them with such a small amount of experience like do, a year you- a year and a half a year and a half experience was how much experience i had when I, that was filmed in 2018 in december i was oh, at wow. a year and a half experience i was yeah yeah <laughs> But and it, you, they were really impressed, and I was really impressed because you know compared to your opponents, they, you know, their blades were chipping and and not um, as sharp when you when it, your stuff cut through the the melons and the or uh, and the you know the sandbags and stuff. That guy was like, "It will cut, it will kill." Yeah, well, Doug, Doug, <laughs> <Whatever. wanna fight> <laughs> <laughs> My, what a guy yeah, my one of my team members loves when he says that. Apparently, and he's like, she was talking during the whole episode, telling, explaining the whole like season. And I'm like, I'm trying, I'm kind of trying to watch this, but okay, let's tell me what it is. And he was like, they, the, the contestants love when he says it will kill. Did that make you happy when he said that, or it, whatever? You know, as 
as a bladesmith, forged in fire, it's kind of like going to the Super Bowl. Let's say you're a football yeah. player, you're going to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of what I would equate it to. So it was really cool being such an inexperienced new bladesmith at a year and a half, and also. I haven't had anyone teach me this stuff, man. That, that's that's the crazy part of this is a lot of people will have mentors or they have a black bladesmith they work up under. I'm just a wild ass country boy out here in Pensacola, man, just heating and beating and just it, things are just coming. They came so natural, so fast. And um, again, I'm definitely a go getter. I run off of rocket fuel, man. All I drink is coffee, but well, I mean, I drink water and other stuff too. But what, yeah. what I mean is, I'm not I'm not guzzling down Red Bulls over here, dude. This is all natural yeah. energy. So it's just I'm just cracking over here. And um, you need to get sponsored by Red Bull or Monster or something though, and just hold the can up, you know. I yeah, bet I mean, that's I mean, coming. I, I, I could, but dude, dude, there's nothing like there's nothing like some good old black coffee. I'm telling oh, you, yeah. do you drink coffee? Oh my god, all day, every day, yeah. I mean, like, I cut it off around 3 p.m. That's If I drink it past 3, I stay up too late. But I like some Black Rifle coffee. Okay. That's pretty good. We're not sponsored by them. But just, you know, espresso, dark coffee. Like Nice. Yeah, that's me. Colombian, Colombian is what I like. Yeah. But, yeah. But, um, but, yeah, a little bit of, little bit of everything. But uh, that, that's, that's, that's what I do. Great pre-workout as well. This podcast is brought to you in part by Ohana kavabar.com now ohana means family but what is kava kava is a root from the south pacific it makes you calm and happy just go to ohana kavabar.com choose your favorite brew they have many to choose from with more on the way and i personally like the tincture it tastes good it gets you quick and you're calm and relaxed in a moment. It cools and calms the nerves. Some call it an herbal Xanax. I think it's quite fine. And I think you'll like it. Let them know we sent you. Support this podcast by supporting our sponsors. And support this company. It's run by a fine gentleman who worked in the nursing um, profession for 15 years. Before he finally was able to break away from the chains of you know, the nine to five and start his own company. He takes pride. He loves it. He drinks it every day. I love it. I use it all the time. And I think you will too. So go to ohanakababar.com. Use promo code sheath. You're going to love it. Doesn't taste that great, but chase it with a nice pineapple. You will not be disappointed. Trust me on that. Ohanakababar.com. Ohana's family. Use promo code SHEATH. You're welcome. Our next ad is for another plant medicine, if you will. It's called Kratom. And you can get it at soapcorner.com. S-O-A-P corner with a K dot com. Go to soapcorner.com. Use promo code SHEATH. And of course, last but not least, sheathunderwear.com, the greatest underwear on the planet, the underwear of legends, the underwear that keeps your balls from sticking to your legs. That's right. This is the best underwear because it keeps your boys cool. Check out sheathunderwear.com. Back to the show. Absolutely. Yeah, you don't need to get a fancy workout. Just get some coffee. That's what I, I drink is just coffee and water for the most part. Um, but so and we'll, maybe we'll come back to Japan. But I, so I want to talk to you about your mentality, you know, because this show, we typically talk to people who have made some sort of a success of themselves and like what sets them apart from people who haven't and just have an everyday cubicle job. You know, what made you get out of that pattern of just a normal everyday nine to five type thing and start doing this like what makes you different if you if you even know oh well i i know i'm different man <laughs> that's not a that's not a question but but <clears throat> the thing is man we're only here we get one shot at this life don't piss it away don't waste it make it make it if it was a book make it a book people would want to read 
you know, and I, I love nursing. I was really good at that job. I really was. And it was awesome to help people. I, I, I loved it. I really made a difference in the community with that job. But it's just I, I, I wanted I wanted something more. And it was mm-hmm. like when this bladesmithing stuff hit and I first started doing it, it, like it I felt like I was born again. I really did. I felt like I was rebirthed and it was like it was like my life just started. And like I had a, my life is good. Like I said, no, no, no issues. But I don't know. I can't. It's hard to explain. I guess when you find I think we're all born with special talents. Not everyone finds what theirs is. But if you find it, the magic really happens. And that's what happened to me. I was ate up with it. And then, two, I had so many people tell me, you can't do this. Oh, you're dreaming. Oh, he's talking about leaving nursing and he's going to be a knife maker and this and that. Because uh, as, a, as a critical care intensive nurse with the bachelor of science and all the degrees and stuff, it just, wow, you know, I was, okay, you I, went all in. I was yeah. making good, I was making good money, really good uh-huh. money for the area and stuff like that too. So everyone just thought that I was a fool. They all laughed at me. And you know what? I basically told them all to kiss it. And I just, I just jumped on it, man. And you know, um, you know, for, for me, it's never, never giving up. I like to tell people you never fell until you stop trying as long as you're nice. always got your eye on that prize and you're pushing, you know, so what makes me different? I'm a different kind of animal. Well, cause I am an animal, but the, the reason it makes me different is I'm not doing this for money. A lot of these people get into a business or whatnot because they're looking for money. I, I'm not looking for money. If I wanted to make sound investment money, I would have stayed being a nurse. I could have, I was sitting in a launching chair to go and hire up management and I, that would have been it. I, I want to be a legend, man. I, I'm not, I'm not here to make, make a buck. I want to be a freaking legend. So that's, that's it. what I'm doing. I, I'm pushing the boundaries. I'm doing crap. Other people don't do because I'm just, on, I'm a man, a man on a mission. And I just, I, I, I wake up thinking about it. I, during the day, I think about it, I go to sleep thinking about it. I even dream about it. And I just, I, I'm not stopping. I don't know how, I don't know where this ride's going to take me. But again, I really feel like I've accomplished a lot in a short time. And um, I, I'm just, it's just like a snowball. It just keeps getting bigger. So maybe that's what makes me special. And two, I like to tell people, you know, chase your, chase your dreams. And make them big. Like, but what's that, what it sounds like to me that you're saying is you're obsessed. Yeah, definitely. And that is, that's one, you have to be. How can you be successful at anything, really, if you ha- if it's not a beautiful, magnificent obsession? You know, like you, can- how can you be great if Michael Jordan wasn't obsessed with basketball or whatever? You know, would he have been as good as he is? No, he played it all day, every day, and and had that burning fire inside him to be never, you know, be outshone. And he, well, and it sounds like kind of you have that same intensity towards your passion and i feel like anyone that wants to do anything needs to have that or you'll be you might still make it but you know you won't you know it's just there's levels to making it i guess exactly you got to just keep you got to keep going and like i said if doors shut in your face or even people tell you you can't do something i really think people really can't accomplish whatever they put their minds to it's just the people that are really successful are the ones that don't take no for an answer, and they they never they never stop, they never give up. That's why I talk about that thing, you know, about failing. Because as long as you're still working towards it, you have not failed. And my other thing, I really tell people that I really love that I heard, and you know, they talk about getting big or whatnot, and you say it's a lot of luck. Well, what is luck? How you define luck? What I like to I love this. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity boom so think about that get prepared get on your stuff get on the stage and dance your ass off just keep dancing on that stage and prepare and then when opportunity knocks seize it and that's it that's real luck that's what luck is so (laughs) i i couldn't agree more that is you know because you're taking that opportunity and you you had prepared yourself for that and it's like, when is this opportunity going to come? I don't know, but you better be ready and jump on it when it does and don't let off the gas, I guess, because there's somebody else that will do, you know, jump on it and take it from you, sure. maybe. And there's a, but there's also enough. I never, I would never actually want to say that there's only enough room for one person to be successful. There's like enough room 
for us all to eat and do well if we find our if you know we kind of find our own passions because not everyone wants to be a bladesmith is there a reason you say bladesmith over blacksmith or is it's 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 two different it's two different things oh it is okay blacksmith or a farrier a farrier makes horseshoes for a living A, a a blacksmith might just forge ornamental things but my my expertise is in blades knives swords axes so any kind of an edged weaponry or we don't have to call them weapons i mean they're tools not everything i make meant to go to battle i mean i make some pretty awesome fillet knives and and chef knives um but that's why it's mostly a, a bladesmith a bladesmith is someone who who specializes in the making of blades yeah and i, I mean, like i just had like this glimpse of a vision of you know, your name being like on a brand of knives or something, you know, that are, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well that, that's, that's, that's eventually what I'm working towards. I have so many people that won't want my knives, but I just, I'm one person. I can only make so many. And again, too, if I'm always making the same stuff, I'm not going to grow as rapidly as an artist. So that's why, you know, I, I, I keep pushing myself doing these crazy projects. And then when I get done with them, I'll look at the hours, the materials I got to, and then I'll, I'll price them and usually the first person to buy them. But, but again, there's just, it's, I get so many messages every week. I can't even respond to all of them because it's just, so that that's my thing. You know, I'm trying to do more with the videography and all the behind the scenes. So you don't have to buy a blade from me to be part of all this. You can just be an aspiring blade with yourself or someone who's just curious about it, following my social media pages and the YouTube that I'm getting rolling. You can really see the behind the scenes and how this stuff goes. And eventually I'm going to work with trying to get some kind of way of making some kind of a production line of blades that are up to my standards. And that way everyone can have a little piece of that. But um, it's just, you know, it's I, I'm, I'm all about growing organically and just rolling, rolling with it. But it, it's You're not in a rush. Efficient. I've only been full time for two years, two years, yeah. coming up on two years now. Yeah. So it, it takes time. Absolutely. You don't want to rush it. Organic is the way to go because, you know, some companies grow too fast and then they can, it's like, uh, it, it's like a steep rise and then a steep fall. Whereas like the organic, you're building your customer base over time and the loyalty and the connection is real. It's not bought. And then therefore it doesn't just get, it just doesn't get forgot the next day. It's, uh, like legitimate and uh, hmm, that word legitimate, something like that. And, yeah. Then that's how she kind of grew. We, we didn't rush it. We slowly grew. And at some point you re you pass some sort of threshold where it just kind of avalanches to an, to an extent. And, but you kind of are on a some seemingly meteoric rise, uh, at least in your field. Would you? Well, agree? I mean, there is there is a me- you want to see a meteor? <laughs> yeah, I know that the, the listeners can't see it, but check this out. It's just sitting up here in my office. It's pulling it out of a leather sheath. Is that a sheath? What would that be called? <laughs> and that's that's a, that's that- a leather leather sheath. Yep that I, that I made for it. But this is this is that buoy that I made out of. Uh, out of meteorite, so yeah, um, me- meteoric for sure. It's it's uh, especially when you're playing with with knives, making blades from actual meteors. But um, that yeah, looks she, like she, it had. I, I love the name. Uh, go ahead, you go. Oh, I, 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 I love the name of, of of your company, the sheath mm-hmm. sheath underwear. I mean, it couldn't be more perfect. Sheath. That's really. It's awesome. It works. It fits. That's a really like it for people couldn't see. He was holding up. Did you call it a dagger? And it was a knife. That's not a. This dagger. is a bow. This is a Bowie. A Bowie yeah. knife. Yeah, and it's just really well put together. I don't it, like. It looks like something. I don't even know. I was gonna a machine would make. It's like the fact that that's made by you is something. Every bit weird. of that too is so crazy about this art that you can really see the pattern now. You see that. Is that the Damascus? That's not stuff? Damascus. That's that's. Oh, you just meteorite. said it was meteor. Yeah, you that's said meteorite that. mixed with um mixed with carbon still, so the carbon migrates, and I'm able to harden it. But all the shiny stuff, that's um Gibeon, 
um, Campo del Sierra or something called in Mundalusia. It's like three different types of meteorite mixed with a high carbon steel powder in a canister. And then I forged out and heat treat it. So, I mean, this is like King, King Tut level stuff. King Tut had one of these. So me, a few other folks and King Tut. <laughs> You're an exclusive. It's a good small group to be uh, amongst sweating in there i'm in texas you're in florida it's hot it's it's hot it's it's hot here hot here too yeah i'm we were just opening up a new warehouse i think i might have mentioned that here and uh so i left my my sweet home in colorado where it's nice and cool and dry i like it there yeah but but you uh, guys got mountain lions up there in colorado and it's very tall and cold Mm -hmm. And, and dangerous. My, my wife's from Glenwood Springs, and she's uh-huh. taken me up there a couple times. I swear she tried to kill me one time, took me to the top oh. of this mountain to go snowboard. I, I saw wow. my life flash before my eyes. It was, it was terrible. We're going up the ski lift. She's like, oh, you're yeah. doing so good. Let's go to the top. So, like, we're 10,000 feet above sea level, and as soon as the lift hits the top of the peak, this snow blizzard hits. And oh it looks like something out of a movie. And I'm scared like, like like oh my god and we start going down the thing and like if you go off the cliff you're dead and like yeah so colorado is really and this is you're coming from a guy who wrestles water moccasins and alligators colorado is scary <laughs> good keep telling everyone that we'll keep it keep it our little secret i i enjoy it <laughs> i moved you know i had i had the i've lived in texas georgia california virginia and colorado and I, I really, I do, I do like Colorado, but because um, they're just the, the the weather's right. From my, I have a weird skin you. condition or something. I'm not sure. In Florida, no, no, it's I, so, no I, I, t- I totally get it. Yeah, it's like muggy, but it's good for sheath underwear down there because there's a lot of sticking going on down there. Yes, probably. yes, and you know, I, I first tried sheath underwear. And I was wearing them, and and yeah, they 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 feel great, super nice, super comfortable, and um, just really nice nice underwear. But I got my real experience of them really proving their worth because mm-hmm. as soon as it started getting hot, and like it, it excuse mm-hmm. my French, but swamp ass season, and it, it's real. It, it's a it's a real season here in Florida, and uh-huh. um, yeah, man, it's like it, wow. They really, really, really game changing, and and you could totally tell tell the difference. I'm hooked. Thank you. We're yeah. I'm. It's weird. I, it's just it was such a simple fix, you know. Like it sounded to me earlier, you were talking about the story of how you got into bladesmithing by making that key. You needed a longer sure. key, so you made one. I needed underwear with a pouch in it, so I made it, and then. I wasn't trying necessarily to build some company, or, you know, and it wasn't about the money definitely back then or, you know, now, even now the money's great, but we have, we're having a lot of fun at the, in the process. And I think if you keep it fun and the money will follow, you know, and not just fun because you got to take it serious too. And it's like real work. But don't. Um, it's it's an event. It's an adventure. That's why I tell people: yeah. if you're going to be a business owner, you're going to work seven days a week. You're going mm-hmm. to at least you're going to feel like you're working every single day. But mm-hmm. it's part of enjoying the ride, enjoying the ride. No matter where you're at, how successful you are in your business, there's something to be said about working for yourself, and it's challenging. But like I tell folks, it, it's it, it's it's just awesome. It, like you said. Every day is an adventure, and it, and it's not all about making the money. It, it's just about getting out there and doing the hustle and and, and having that goal. It's just it's I can't can't describe it, but it's it's uh, it's, it's amazing. Well, I you know I watched a movie called The Peaceful Warrior with Nick Nolte and some dude, and it's about a this gymnast and he broke his leg, but then he comes back and he like goes to the Olympics and all this, but during part of the movie he he takes them on a on a mountain climb he's like we're gonna go to the top of the mountain there's something up there that i want to show you (laughs) it's kind of funny and so they're walking up the mountain they're having a great old time walking up the mountain and they finally get to the top of the mountain and there's like nothing up there (laughs) and the guy's like 
It's like, what the fuck? I thought you'd bring me up here for some reason. And he was like, well, we were having so much fun on the way, but we got here and now you're disappointed. Um, it's, and, and the lesson was it's about the journey. And because, and even with Sheath, for instance, and you can probably attest to this and you know tell your side of the story, but every time we meet, make reach a new goal, it's like, okay, well, we got on to the next one. On to the next one. I, I only stay at the quote unquote top of the mountain for a minute, like literally a minute. Like, okay, this is awesome. Let's keep going. What's next? Because I like the journey. I like the hustle and struggle. Like, and I, I, I would assume, like you, because that's you said it. Like, it's about the journey, and every time you reach a new milestone, you don't stop. Nope. You know, you keep you keep going, and maybe you take a. I mean. You know, how do you celebrate a victory, and what? And then, when do you decide to move, keep moving forward? <laughs> yeah, you know well, what I'm saying. I, I'll make a milestone and be like, "All right, it's time to go celebrate this." Blah blah. blah. And hey, we'll, we'll go celebrate this next week. But then next week, I get busy doing something else, and just keeps getting pushed off. So I, I've got too many milestones to count now to go to go celebrate. But but again, it's just it's just working. Before I came up here to do this. I was out there in my shop working. I'm about to get off that when we get done with this podcast, I got to go pick up my son, spend a little time with him, then back in the shop, back to work, man. It never, never stops. No. Yeah. I was same, same here. I was doing meetings and I took my team out to lunch and then I, I, I was like, I gotta go. And I, you know, they're about to drive back to San Antonio and we're, I'm going to, and after this, I'm going to go back to the warehouse we're opening up and, and just make sure that's fully operating before we go back home and and actually we'll see what happens when i get back home i do have some a couple of vacations planned or at least in my mind we haven't actually made the reservations but i want to i want to go to a beach somewhere with my wife and pensacola pensacola beach it's as far as going somewhere in the united states Mm -hmm. it's just sugary white sands the water is just baby blue aquamarine it's it's like you're in a tropical paradise. It really is. So forgive me, but is that on on the the Gulf side or the Atlantic side or Gulf. Yeah, I guess there's Gulf. Okay, good. The the oh, Atlantic wow. is garbage because the Atlantic it's, it's like the water is murky. Because I got, mm-hmm. I used to surf. I I, I I surfed a lot. I used to surf a lot, and okay. um, we'd make trips over to the East Coast to um to surf over in Jacksonville and St Augustine. And yeah, you put your hand a foot under the water. You can't see it. I'm like, this is disgusting. And this is like what they live with. But here in the Gulf of Mexico, like you can be out there 30 foot deep and see straight down to the bottom. It's it's gorgeous. And again, the sand is white. When I go into St. Augustine, the sand's like yellow and brown. Okay, I'm going to talk, talk to my wife about Pensacola. Pensacola, Destin, um, Orange Beach. Anywhere in there, it's just look, look it up. It, it's really, it's really nice. It's, it's beautiful. And it's just starting to warm up. You come here in the heat of the summer, like around June, July, it doesn't get any better. It's, it's, it's like you're in paradise. That sounds nice. I will have to, yeah, I got to get out of, I, I do, I, I feel like I need, or not even deserve, I would hate to be, I deserve a vacation or I deserve anything. You don't deserve anything, but. I, you know, there's something to be said for self-care, self-love, you know, getting, you know, yourself taken care of. So, cause you don't want to get, uh, like burn out or whatever. Right. Do you, do you, how do you take care of yourself or do you just, just fucking a hundred miles an hour every day, all day, hundred miles an hour all day, all day, man. <laughs> no, I, I, I like to go, I like to go fishing. So okay. there, there's lots of really good places to fish around here. I can fish from land. I've got a boat. My dad's got an offshore boat, but I, I like to go out on the river. I, I live two minutes from the river. I live right on the, the bay, and I can drive 15 minutes, and I'm on those sugary white sand, sandy beaches like paradise. So really, I've got the best of both worlds, but that's how I relax, man. I love – I'll go out and kick it at the beach, or I'll go up the river in my little river boat, and it's so peaceful. I catch all kinds of beautiful fish, keep just enough to eat, and um, yeah, or even just drink – coffee on my back porch i've got all kinds of exotic trees i used to be big into um planting trees and um landscaping stuff before i was a blacesmith so i've got all these beautiful garden and trees and 
it's like a, an oasis. If you make your home like paradise or you feel like you don't have to go on a vacation because you feel like oh, you're, yeah. you're there, you just got to stop well, actually, long enough to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we just moved to the Woodland Park and we live on the top of a mountain and the view is amazing. And we could, it's not the biggest house. It's like a normal three bedroom, two bathroom house or whatever, but the location is so perfect. And I want to just keep that house and kind of do like a Warren Buffett, you know, it, stay humble, but make the houses nice. Like you said, your little own oasis in uh, your own paradise. So you don't really yeah. have to travel. And I kind of feel that way, but I just want to take my wife away for something. Get away. That's what my wife says. She goes, you got to take me to the beach. We got to go to the beach. Where She moved here from Colorado. She said, the reason why she came here was because of the beach. And she goes, I married you. And then you never take me to the beach. Uh, this is false advertising. Go on. <laughs> that, okay. That's funny. She sounds cool. And you guys got a kid, a couple or just one son. Yeah. Or, just, yeah. just one. I'm good with one. He's, he's busy enough. Little, little Wayne. He, he's, six, he's six years old. So that's funny. I have one daughter, one and one and done. Also, I'm cool with that. It's nice, you know. I, I mean, I, I I guess if God blessed me with ten or whatever, I'll take whatever I get. But I, I'm I'm happy with what I got for sure. She was born on my birthday. I think so too. if I if we had a slip up and had one more, that'd be okay. But yeah. I think I'm good with one, just one mm-hmm. one little protege. All I need. Then we got some fur. Some fur babies. We got two dogs. So, what kind? Sorry, uh, a, a, a big a German Shepherd, about a hundred, a hundred and thirty pound AKC German Shepherd called Davy Jones, uh-huh. and then like a mutt dog that we had adopted that was next door. That that grew. Uh, long long story. <laughs> these people had a bunch of dogs they couldn't get rid of. They had babies, so we ended up taking taking one of them. But uh, then nice. we got chickens too. I got three chickens. I had a one eyed chicken, but something ate the one eyed chicken. So now I'm down to. The three chickens, but <laughs> the, the we got lots of lots of critters around here, and there's a beaver in the creek too. This by my house, so mm. lots of interesting pets. Not you're not a city slicker. You're in the you're a little country boy. Oh no it. no, country man. I I'm you know I grew up in Georgia. I've never really lived. San Antonio is probably the biggest city I've ever lived in. Eh, I li- did live in or- in Cal- 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 eh, California also for a while, but it's just like all these tiny little cities. Mix, you know, it's all suburbia where I was living. I don't like I don't like city life, man. I feel too. Yeah, I feel caged in. I'm like an animal. I gotta I gotta have woods. I need woods and, and property. Yes, I, I'm Ab- mm-hmm. absolutely right. We have plus I'm neighbors. really loud. I'm really noisy, so people don't like to live next. People don't like to live next to me. I'd get kicked out of a subdivision. I bet. But you might be the life of the party. They probably wouldn't want you to leave. I don't know. Oh, yeah. You have, because, I mean, you just have a really charismatic, energetic personality, which I've, it's not every day. You know, there's people out there that you just kind of blah, but you're, you're full of life. Not, you know, oh, it, it's, it's it's crazy, dude. There's always used to always be parties and crazy people over here, and we had a mini bike gang up and down the road, and always building things. And just you never know what the hell was going on here in the road. But my neighbors go, "My God, we live next to Bam Margera," is what they used to say, because <laughs> it was just always just craziness. But I mean, that's the way you're supposed to live, man. Have fun, have a good time, be good to people, but but have have fun. I mean, I. I Live outside the box. That's that's what I do every day. Yeah, be yourself. Shit's, get, shit's getting weird out there. Where you know you get oh hell yeah, potentially, no no, you know. no no doubt, man. That's why I make my blades and I go fishing. Everything's like wonderful. It. it is. Yeah, I kind of I've, I've pulled out of like politics, for instance, just because I'm just like I'm not getting involved in this shit. You guys cancel each other and and have fun with that i'm gonna build my legacy yeah, it's, it's and, and crazy crazy world man and like i said i'm just i'm like i said i'm just one of the good old boys and um i give everybody a chance until they prove me mm-hmm. wrong yeah. and um you know I, i'm surrounded by a, g- a good group of friends you know and um just 
Let's talk about that. Tell me about like, because I'm also, and I, real quick, because I wanted to say this. A, two of my best friends, the, um, they're both local business owners, were, uh, were nurses. And they transitioned from that field into owning businesses like you did, which I found just a coincidental based on your story. And I wonder how many nurses parlay that profession into their own, uh, you know, not not many actually most of the nurses that i know they just kept climbing mm-hmm. up the climbing up the ladder you know basically going from a nurse getting your bachelor's then they either branched off into nurse anesthesia or nurse practitioner that's pretty much yeah. what everyone has done i've been the only crazy one man anesthesia i, just, I play in my shop all, i play in my shop all day <laughs> that sounds so fun do you ever watch breaking bad the, the show breaking bad I've never, I never watched that. I, I think I watched like an episode or so. I, I think it was, it, it was interesting, but I just, I, I, I don't watch a lot of TV, so yeah. it's hard for me to get hooked on um, stuff like that. Well, the re- the reason um, I bring it up is because one of the main uh, characters, Jesse, he's like this drug addict, you know, they're doing meth and all this, but like his vision of peace and you know what he wants. I'm weird. Uh, what he wants for himself is uh, he just wanted like a little workshop like you, you know, like, but he wanted to build wood. He wanted to, you know, uh, be a woodworker. Yeah. Be, be a woodworker. I'm yeah, I'm actually get a little bit emotional sometimes when I think about these things, because people hold themselves back, you know, mm-hmm. they fuck their life. They've, <laughs> Well, it's 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 scary, man. It, it's scary to go pursue some of those because some of those dreams mean that you've got to take a risk. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and some of these risks are are big risk. But you know, it's just the same thing I told you before. That, uh, again, you just you get one shot at this, and it's better to have tried. And if it didn't work out, whatever. But that way, mm-hmm. you're not sitting there at seventy five years old saying, "I wonder what if." What could have happened? You know, I wonder if I would have pursued that dream. So, so yeah, man, like I said, people listening in, if they're thinking about doing something, stop thinking about it. Go and do mm-hmm. it. Do There's it. always a reason to talk yourself out of it, you know, and like the people around you will be like, you can't, you're going to fail. <laughs> now you use that use that energy man I, I love it when everybody tells me that crap all the stuff that i was told for years that you can't do this you ain't gonna be able to do that and and it, again you know I, i'll still hear people scoff but usually that's just people that are jealous because they're too scared to make the move and, and take action it's real easy to um to, to to talk talk crap about somebody you know but really it's just they're just envious they're just jealous but um yeah they're yeah, man, like i said yeah I, I try to be cool no matter how successful I get or where this leads me. I'm going to try to be more motivate and tell folks they can do it too and get out there and chase exactly. your dreams, pursue your passion. You've got to, you got to do what makes you happy, man. Don't do what other people, what makes other people happy. Do what makes you happy. Yeah, we should, we need to be examples of what can be done by just following your you're not not quitting that was one thing you said earlier that also stood out it's uh, the dream isn't over until you quit till you give up till you stop working you can and 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 anyone who's successful knows like even again i use michael jordan a lot as as an example but you know i failed and i failed and i failed and that's why i succeed because he didn't quit he kept failing until he succeeded and you know that you just started four years ago, you know, or right four years ago, and and you started. Well, with I mean, nothing. really, really full time trying to make this a business two years ago. Mm-hmm. So, but like I said, I, 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 hey, guess what? The lights are on over here at Park Forge, so it's a success. We rocking and rolling, and like I said, the the future is bright, and that's keep keep climbing that mountain, man. Keep keep going up. Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, there's a Sisyphus. That's another story. He's the dude that he was like pushing the rock up the mountain, and uh, he had to come to terms with that. This, you know, this is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. Um, 
because every time he'd get to the top, he'd fall down and have to keep pushing it back up. But eventually, he falls in love with pushing the rock up the mountain. And I mean, that's not a great example, but you fall, you know, you need to love what you do because that's what you're going to do. And even when you get up to the top of the mountain, you don't ever quit. Like even like me, for instance, let's say I could retire and go drink margaritas on a beach for the rest of my life. That would be cool. And you know, this is silly. People use this example all the time, I think, but you know, that would be cool for like two weeks. And then I need to get back to, you know, maybe not even that long, probably. I wouldn't make it two weeks before I'm like, I need to do something. Yep. Because otherwise, like if you're not creating or, you know, I like, we're here to create, we're creators, you know, I guess at least you and I are some people, and maybe not everyone is meant to be the CEO or the, the one leading the charge. You have to have followers. And so, right. And I, not so much followers, but people that help you along the way, not everyone, you know, can be the king or something. He has to have his team. You got to have a team and you, but you don't really have a team yet. It's just you. Right, I'm, I'm putting it together. It, yeah. it's, it's 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 in the works. I've I've met, like I said, some good friends. Um, I've 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 met a really good really good guy, and um, he's he's helping out. Um, basically like an apprentice, okay. but also he's doing the nice. cam- the camera work. Got to have a guy behind the camera. So we work True. on we work on that stuff together, and um, you know, work working out. We've got a home gym put together, so we're killing the workouts five days a week, about an hour to an hour and a half a day, getting either just high intensity. Um, weight training and um so so yeah i mean definitely got a team my wife my other crazy buddies and my parents and family so it's you know you, you, you got to have a strong team behind you. you don't you don't have to have a team but it, it it damn sure helps and if you're wanting to grow especially as a business eventually you're going to have to get people there working with you so so yeah it's, like i said it, it's we're yeah, working on getting this uh this pirate forge thing up and off the ground Pirate Forge, she is on Instagram. Pirate Forge, no, is that right? Pirate Forge, that's your yep. Instagram Pirate handle. Pirate Forge. Oh. Okay, good. Um, earlier, you talked about a group of people that you hang out with, and I'm not, and I, I kind of spun it off into my friends who are all business owners. And but there's like some principles of success is like surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals that are kind of, they're not going to bring you down. They're going to support your goals and they have maybe have goals of their own that, you know, you have like maybe friendly competition to build each other up and keep each other like from getting too discouraged when failure or, you know, roadblocks occur. Do you have something like that? Oh, well, I, mean, I got, just got like I said, I got got a couple of friends. real close friends, and, and oh yeah, yeah. We, we we keep each other in check. You know, yeah. You start having a little bit of a bad day, and uh, buddy say, "Hey, dude, suck it up, knock that knock yeah. that shit off, pick yourself up, and get moving." You've done you've done this, this, and this, and this, and um, you know, hell, you you ain't got no shame in your game, bro. Get rolling, get moving. Yeah, so I, I I like that mentality. I like that as opposed to someone that comes up to you and hugs you. Oh, you okay? I like to give them a real kick in the rear. And that's what me and my bro, like I said, most of my bros, they're all they're all wild country boys from up here in Northwest Florida as well. And um, so so yeah, like I said, man, ditch and ditch the dead weight. You got friends that are just like I said. You said surround yourself with people that that are successful. And and again. Success doesn't always mean the person who's got a super rich company or this and that. Success is is can be defined in many different ways, you know. And um, it could be but, a mind mind state, and in a sense, I mean, if you're happy, you know, in a way that's successful. There is the whole ignorance is bliss thing, and some people are just happy being <laughs> mediocre. Hey, hey that, that that's great though too. Good, good, good yeah. for them. But yeah, I, I I think I think success is 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 what what makes you happy. And I yeah. think, you know, that's why you see a lot of these people that have what we may consider as success. And then the very next week, they, they commit suicide or overdose exactly. or something like that. You hear it all the time. Yeah. These rock stars, these famous athletes and stuff. And um, so, so yeah, man, money's not all of it. It's, it's, it's being happy with yourself, who you are. And if you're not happy, quit yakking about it. Get out there and make a change and, and make, make mm. something happy. If you're not happy with the way things are, Get out there and make a change. And, you know, people say, oh, it's real easy. 
if if, if you've got a decent life. But I, I've been through plenty of stuff, man. Everyone has their crap, and you mm-hmm. know, just being able to adapt and overcome. And um, like I said, you really can change to a certain point. You, you you really can. You you can make change. But but again, it takes action. So, but I'm happy. I'm happy, man. I'm I'm rocking and rolling over happy. here, doing what I love. It's warming up. About time to go do some fishing and uh, making some really awesome stuff. So yeah, I, I'm yeah. You're pumping me up. I'm like inspired by your energy. Do you have uh, any books or anything that that you have ever read or any any philosophy or anything to share with the listeners? Not really. I don't. You've read been doing books. it. No. <laughs> you, okay. Yeah. Well, I will. I'm going to recommend this book. Okay, what, got, what called, you got? It's called Success Through a Positive Mental Attitude. I think I have it here somewhere, but you can look it up. And it's, okay. it's really just – And it's, it's, the funny thing is a lot of people do this naturally. Before this book existed, the successful people were, were okay. working in this way. And su- by successful people, I'm talking – well, like Thomas Edison, Henry Ford, um, uh, whoever did Alexander Graham Bell, this dude interviewed all these super successful people in the early 1900s, Andrew Carnegie. Um, like, and he was like, what he basically created a philosophy of what made them different than, than the average people. And, and a lot of people just, they were doing it naturally. And it sounds to me like you already have that kind of ingrained in your mentality. So you're just, you don't even need the books. You're just, I'm just doing it. And I love that. And, that happens a lot. I, for me, it came, maybe I had it naturally and maybe the book enhanced it or whatever. But if anybody's looking for some motivation, success through a positive mental attitude, it's it's a fun read. I'm, All right. You, you, yeah, you read, there's a lot of stories of people that just came from nothing and made it to the top. And, and so there's no excuses because people are blind and not to, and, you know, black people back in the early 1900s where you know still today sometimes i can't do this but like there's so many examples no matter where you come from or where you started you know there's examples of somebody that has made it so absolutely someone who's made it that had had it way worse than you did yes always yeah always so there's there's that to uh you know there's no excuses and if you want to do it do what Wayne was saying, you know, just get off, get off your ass and get moving, get after it. So I'm going to, I mean, we're coming up on an hour and, and I'm going to we'll go ahead and start wrapping it up. I just want to make sure that can you tell us like what, what's, what's coming up here and where people can find you and whatnot? Well, um, I'm making a meteorite sword, which is the first meteorite sword on the face of this planet earth that I know of. It's it's never been done. So I'm forging a meteorite sword. This is for my, um, for my buddy. He probably doesn't care me telling Dan, Dan Bilzerian. If you know, Dan Bilzerian, Uh, he's a go getter. He's a trip. He's got a great beard. If you couldn't tell, I like growing my beard here. (laughs) He has the best beard. I'm like, he has a jawline. Yeah. His his beard game strong, but, uh, but Dan, Dan's a cool dude. So I'm working with him on some really crazy stuff. And, um, so yeah, I'm bringing this, this meteorite, um, sword to life. So, so yeah, get on over there and watch that. Cause I'm, I'm knocking out this meteorite sword. Then I'm jumping to a 1 million layered Damascus, traditional Katana. You talked about Japanese snor- sword smithing. I'm going to show you some good old country boy, USA, American sword smithing 1 million layers on a Japanese style Katana. I'm going to pay a little tribute to that. So, um, so yeah, Lovely. cruise on over there to my stuff, YouTube, getting that building and, um, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. But yeah, you want to see some of this crazy stuff that I'm bringing into life and follow some of this adventure. Absolutely. Yeah. So cool, cool stuff, man. And hopefully, and yeah. And, and hopefully, we're, you know, we had talked in a previous phone call about maybe doing something together, somehow Absolutely. collaborating. I love, I love the product. Sheath underwear. It's, it's, it's helping me. It's one of those things I never knew that I needed. Until I tried it out, so but, but 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 absolutely from the working in the heat to the blacksmithing, the crazy work I do to even you know the gym. Like I told you, we got this gym growing, and we're out here kicking it, trying to make those gains. And um, yeah, the, the sheet, the, the the stuff you guys make is um fantastic. So yeah, I, I I'm looking forward to working with you in the in the future on some stuff. Yeah, I know you're you're like I'm I'm in the gym every day. I'm trying to get shredded because why not? I guess right. Oh, we, 
We getting there. We getting there. Ooh, look at them guns. Okay. We, get, we getting there. We getting there. Soon enough. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Wayne, for joining me. That was very exciting. All right, Robert. Hey, I, I appreciate you having me, man. I appreciate it. So they're gonna they can find you at Pirate Forge on Instagram, YouTube. Just Google it. Yep. Pirate Forge. Okay. Yeah, Pirate, Pirate Forge. You can even search my name, Wayne Mulligan. You can go watch me um on Knife or Death or Forged in Fire. For, my Forged in Fire episode is actually on Netflix. So if you're wondering who I am, you can go to Netflix. The Falchion. The Falchion. The Falchion episode. The Falchion. Yeah. 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 That's yep, the, the Falchion. The medieval machete sword. Perfect. <laughs> Dude, and that was very impressive. I was very impressed with your bladesmanship. Is that a word? I work. I make okay. up my own words. It's fine. Bladesmanship's perfect. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, thank you again for joining me. I'm going to go ahead and sign off here. Thank you, everyone, for uh, tuning into another episode of the Robert Patton Global Podcast. We got another successful guest in the books, and we'll be back next week. Thank you very much, and have a great week. Bye.